the business hour on OFM. Now, on Monday, we took a deep dive into the construction industry, focusing primarily on the issues that are plaguing that sector from fully realizing its potential. Tonight, though, we're focusing on time bar clauses in construction contracts. And I'm talking to Herman Durant about this. He's an associate in the Dispute Resolution Department at PH Attorneys, previously known as Patswani Henny Attorneys. Here is my insightful chat with him. Well, Herman, for context's sake, because we are focusing our discussion on a recent piece that you wrote about time bar clauses. So what are time bar clauses and what are the varied elements thereof? Time bar clauses are generally and quite frankly, always in a contract. So the first thing that you need to know is in order to rely on a time bar clause or for someone else to rely on a time bar clause, there has to be a contract. The contract then specifies where normally in South African law, we have a long period of time of three years before we need to claim for a certain damage that we've suffered or go to court to get relief. The time bar clause limits that amount of time that you can dispute something or give notice of a claim or dissatisfaction with a certain action, specifically in the construction sector, that an contractor or an employer has done that you allege is causing you damage or you need to get additional funds because there's been something that has changed. So that time bar clause has basically two elements. The first is to say, well, listen, you need to give notice or at the very least lodge your claim within a certain amount of time. That will be dependent on the contents of your contract. So that, unfortunately, you know, one would have to consider each contract individually. And the subsequent part of that, which is very important, is the consequence of what happens if you don't give notice in that time period. And normally what we do in the standard contracts that we use is that you lose the right to claim for that if you haven't done it within that period of time. This week on the show, we've been focusing a lot on the construction industry. Why are we seeing a rise in time bar clauses in the construction space? There are a number of elements that one can look at or factors that one can look at, but primarily the reason is, as far as I'm concerned, the tight timeframes that construction is always associated with. And obviously, the moment that you miss a timeframe, whether the contractor or the employer, there are financial consequences. The employer, if, for example, you're building something that you expect to generate revenue from, that will immediately impact on you. If your construction is going to be delayed by a period of six months because you're waiting for a court case to be finalized, it will have a direct economic impact on you and a financial impact on you. And quite frankly, if you, for example, concluded a loan with a bank and you need to, in terms of the conditions of that loan, start generating revenue within a certain amount of time, unreasonable delays can sink a project. And that's why it's so essential for the time bar clauses saying we need to finalize everything within a specified period of time in order to make sure that this stays a financially viable contract for both parties, the contractor and the employer. You're tuned into the OFM Business Hour and I'm chatting to Herman Durant. He's an associate in the Dispute Resolution Department at PH Attorneys, formerly known as Patswane Henny attorneys. Legally, is there such a thing as an overly restrictive or unfair time bar clause? The short answer is yes, definitely. The Constitutional Court has actually considered this particular question as well as far back as 2007. And the court found that there are two things that the time frame included in a time bar clause needs to have in order to be enforceable. And it must be clear, 
So in other words, to say clearly, within five days after having done this, you need to do the following. That five-day specification, or whatever the case may be in your contract, is exceptionally important so that you know what's going on. And the second is that in the circumstances, it must be reasonable. And the reason that the court said in the circumstances, for example, if you and I were to conclude a contract, it would be very reasonable for us to have a relatively short period. It's only two people communicating with one another. But in a large corporation and in an enormous state project, for example, the amount of people that need to approve something or consider something before it can go back and forth, it can require a longer period in those particular circumstances. So the court will consider not just the time frame, but also the circumstances around that time frame and whether it is reasonable. Well, Harman, can a time bar clause be challenged legally and one can guess gleaning from your previous answer, but can it? Yes, so there's definitely opportunity to challenge a time bar clause if it is unreasonable. But one should always be careful that the South African courts place a great deal of emphasis on the enforceability of contracts. Where you have freely and willingly entered into a contract, the courts try to make sure that the party's wishes are fulfilled. So there's a reticence to interfere unless it's really completely unreasonable. So the premises that you should work from should always be, it is going to be enforceable and I should be able to comply with this before I sign the contract. Because otherwise you are concluding a contract which is unlikely to be enforceable and to your own detriment. And that's obviously not something we want to do. Why is it important that both clients and building contractors take careful note of time bar clauses? Just from a practical perspective and my experience with these contracts and disputes that we've had, clients will not always take full note of this. And when it becomes an issue, the clients will, for example, sit and for two weeks try to resolve the issue friendly between one another. They're really doing everything in their power. And eventually they'll realize it's not going to work. They come to the attorney and now we're 20 days into our 28 days notice period before you've even seen an attorney. And that is something that you should always take careful note of because just because you've been negotiating doesn't necessarily spend that time period. And that can have direct detrimental consequences for you. Unfortunately, it's even happened in certain instances where the contract has specified that there's a time bar. The client misses that and subsequently comes to us and your claim is lost in certain instances. So it's very important to just be aware of it and make sure that while you are administering your contract and going back and forth and communicating with one another as the parties to this contract, that you always keep in the back of your head, I have certain time frames that I need to do certain things in. And if I don't do them, the consequences can be very severe. That was Herman Durant. He's an associate in the Dispute Resolution Department at PH Attorneys, previously known as Patswani Henny Attorneys. Pay a visit to the business section on ofm.co.za to re-listen to my conversation with him. Otherwise, you can find the article that he penned on this particular topic on time bar clauses on the PH Attorneys website. It's www.phinc.co.za. The Business Hour on OFM.